Hey, this is Dr. Cree. I am a board-certified family medicine physician, and I'm the owner of Brownstone Healthcare, where our mission is to take care of the everyday person who's overwhelmed and overworked and looking to live a healthy, happy, and whole life. We have a direct primary care service where you can pay $70 a month to have all access to meet your physician, have discounted labs, and imaging if needed. So you'd pay the $70 a month, no matter if you're insured, underinsured, or have no insurance at all. Call us at 205-202-5650 or go ahead on the roll today at www.brownstonehealthcare.com. Be telling me. Don't be telling me. <laughs> See, I already heard what you said. That's why I'm chilling. Nah. Because I don't fuss. <laughs> He's trying to get he trying to get people to see me fussing. He always trying to <laughs> he always tried to talk about uh I want to see how you treat me. No, 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 I didn't say that. You told no. Harpo to beat me. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, I know what he's doing. All right, hold on. I'm genuinely looking for your bio. See, where the one I put time it? I put in the podcast when you was yelling at me, it was funny. <laughs> it, was, it was funny. Because then you came back in the end and you was like, God bless Eric. Like, <laughs> <laughs> a couple of people that heard that and I was like, hey, you all right? I was like, I was like, you didn't listen to the whole thing. <laughs> we I'm a psychopath. So abusive. I'm a psychopath. <laughs> I named the segment, I have a yelling at me. <laughs> you know, we always talk about, you know, in social media and everything, you don't have to see someone all the time to know how close you are and all of that. But it's been too long since I've seen you. I don't want to test this theory too much again. <laughs> like we got to do better. This is but true. it was it was the um, pandemic, and all of your amazing um, growths in life and and professionally. And then I've been busy, but we we got to do better. We are together now, though. We're gonna make That's the most. All that counts. Jennifer is no stranger to breaking down barriers. She was one of the first attorneys in her family and the first African-American female at Huey. Now, tell me, (laughs) first of all, it's Huey. It it was Huey Fernambuke. Yeah, it still is. Okay, it still is because it only says Huey. And I was like, what y'all... It's such an old firm. I thought Fern and Buke might be dead or something. Well, Huey, Fern and Buke, and Stewart are all dead. Okay. <laughs> but it just the cultural thing is to just go by Huey now. Yes. Gotcha. Sure. Make it simpler. Make it short. Make it, make simple. it simple. That's right. Gotcha. While her persistence and unrelenting stamina has served her well in her career, it has served her clients even better. Since joining the firm in 2007? I'm an old broad, honey. 
Yeah. You're not a baby no more. I'm not. I've been at it for 16 years. Cannot believe it. Same firm and love it still. Jennifer has earned the respect, loyalty, and trust of those she stands up for every day. And she has earned a trial record that strikes fear into anyone who stands against them. Initially specializing in the areas of automotive product liability, personal injury, medical malpractice, employment litigation defense, and general insurance defense, Jennifer has served on trial teams that have multiple defense verdicts and summary judgment phase dismissals. Jennifer's, you see this little bitty writing, and I'm blind as all get out. Jennifer's practice (laughs) has since expanded to include environmental litigation, consumer litigation, civil rights litigation, municipal litigation, heavy equipment, product liability, business litigation, and medical device litigation defense. That all sounds very expensive. <laughs> but there's when, value. Yeah, but I'm just saying your, value. Your, your clients ain't coming and getting like, you know, small claims court uh, uh, verdicts. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they, they get a chick chick. Throughout her career, Jennifer has represented auto manufacturers across the country, hospitals throughout the state, and has defended disputes involving allegations of First Amendment violations, excessive force, discrimination, flooding, and water channeling, asbestos, business dissolution, and all varieties of wrongful death claims. Her litigation practice runs the, the spectrum from case initiation through trial, and she is most in her element when strategizing, problem solving, and persuading under pressure. To date, Jennifer has entrusted to defend clients in numerous jury trials. She represents a wide array of entities from global Fortune 500 corporations to municipalities to startup businesses and tackles each client's cases with the same intensity, fortitude, and efficacy. A North Carolina native, Jennifer earned her B.A. from the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. Go Duke. Go Hills. <laughs> and her J.D. from Cumberland School of Law at Sanford University. You are in trouble. Uh-oh. Miss Professional, I do not see Mr. Egby on here. <laughs> well... I mean, in fairness. She's, she's married. She's, to, she's. What's his first name? <laughs> she's. going to update some things. She's, she's amicably divorced. I had no clue. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> Pick my face up. It's all. Fellas, we got one. Y'all better. <laughs> you better not. I make. N- if, please, please. If I know him, <laughs> you cannot date him. 
are we clear? Well, there goes the state of Alabama. That was fun. That was fun. If I know him. No, that absolutely was not. Fun. I don't care what guy. <laughs> I don't care. Even you, Eric Kent. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Anyway, so you told me you brought me something. Tell me a joke. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. You really put me on the spot. Mm -hmm. I'm so glad you reminded me of that as I sat down. You know, (laughs) I don't just carry around jokes. Yeah. Okay. So, a man died. This is already starting off funny. A man died. (laughs) (laughs) A man died. And, you know, and, and the devil meets him at the entrance to hell. Okay. Right. And he says, listen, you know, welcome. And you have three doors to choose from. I'm going to let you choose which door you want to live in. But whichever one you ultimately choose, you're going to have to stick with that one forever. And so the man's going to take a peek and a preview into each one and see which one he wants to stick with. Right? He looks in the first door. Devil opens the door. He looks in the first door. He sees a few people in there standing on their heads on a concrete floor. And he's like, there's no way I'm doing that for eternity. I'll pass. Mm -hmm. So he looks in the second door. Second door, a few people are standing around on their heads on a wooden floor. He's like, no, not a chance. I'll pass. Third door, and this is the last one, right? Third door, people are standing in a room knee deep in cow manure, right? Drinking Mm -hmm. coffee. And he's like, well, I mean, you know. Lesser of three evils, I'll take this one, right? Mm -hmm. So the devil's like, okay, bet. I'll get you your cup of coffee, bring it to you. So he brings him back his cup of coffee. Man starts sipping, and then over the loudspeaker, there's an announcement. Okay, coffee breaks over, back on your heads. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, that's good. That's good. Terrible, as my grandmother would have said. I love it. I love it. How are an apple and a lawyer alike? No, I'm not going to use that one. (laughs) Good. What's the answer? I'm like, hmm. I'll tell you the answer offline. I don't think that's a good one. (laughs) (laughs) What's the difference between a vacuum cleaner and a lawyer riding a motorcycle? The vacuum cleaner has the dirt bag on the inside. <laughs> <laughs> I'm terrible. sorry. That's terrible. A you know you are the best. A few of us are good people. You are. You are the best. A few of us are now, good people. Before we go any further. Yes. I just have to say I love your mommy. Thank you, Because I, I know she's too. going to hear this, so I just wanted to say, hey, I miss you. Oh, she misses you, too. She'll be so happy to hear that. I love you. talk. This is a, like, their family is just gold. I appreciate that, Ava. I was super truth. blessed. A super. And my family is huge, but immediate family, which I know is what you're talking about. Oh, man. I, you know how you sit back and you think about your childhood memories and... Yeah, I was super blessed. My parents well, are cold we are going to do. That's exactly what we're going to do right now. Oh. Let's talk about some childhood memories. Like what was it like? I you know, I don't I don't remember how many siblings you have. Yeah. Like what was what was pre 
um, North Carolina. I want to know, you know, were you an athlete? Were you a cheerleader? Were you a nerd? Were you, you know, what was your school like? What? Tell me, like, what was it like growing up you? Yeah, I mean, I have a baby brother who's now 40, which tells you how not a baby I am. You still a um, baby well, and I have an older sister who is 10 years older than me, so she grew up outside the house. That's a completely different dynamic than having a sibling right in the house. Yeah. Um, but grew up right in Greensboro, North Carolina. I was totally a nerd, but a social nerd. Okay. Um, I wanted to play football. My dad was like, no, shut that down fast. So you were a tomboy. I mean, Or just an athlete. Really? Well, I don't even know if I was even an athlete. You just wanted to play football. You was just boy crazy. (laughs) No, I I wasn't even on the hunt. It was just something different. I I see now, like looking back, um, it's part of what I love about what I do now. Because even doing product liability, there are not a whole lot of women that do that. You're in boy world. You're underestimated all the time. I love that. Uh, I think that was just true then of me as a child. Did you grow up knowing you wanted to be an attorney or no. what did you want to be when you grew up? I wanted to be a pediatric dentist. I can see you as a pediatric dentist. I did. I had yeah. a fantastic dentist and I wanted to be a pediatric dentist. Um, and then I didn't change actually until my junior year of college. And what made you change? I got a C, um, I got a C in organic chemistry and a D in inorganic chemistry. And I was like, like, (laughs) words are my thing. (laughs) As it it turns out, I don't want to be a dentist at all. Um, Yeah. And I called home. I remember calling home. I told my dad my um, exam score and he's like, was like, you know, whatever it was. Mm He's like, was that out of a hundred? You know, and I was like, yes. He was like, look, if you want to change your major, that's fine, but you have to come out of there in four years. So don't like change it to something that keeps you in undergrad for six. You have to come out in four years because your brother has to come behind you. So figure it out. Yeah. Um, But all my life, people told me I should be a lawyer. I just fought it. I was like, I don't, you know, no, I don't want to be a lawyer. Yeah. But I was always the one taking up somebody's cause or petitioning for an extension on curfew or you know I mean that was just that was who I was and even when I decided to go to law school I didn't think that I was going to be a litigator Mm. Um, and now I cannot imagine doing anything else yeah so now when you went to what what brought you to Cumberland I had an uncle so the rest of my family is from right outside of Philly Norristown Pennsylvania okay and uh my mom came to North Carolina for college and stayed, okay. which is where she met my dad. So I grew up in North Carolina. I have one uncle from the north who had come down to Montgomery, to Tuskegee, really, and took over a bank in the 90s. Okay. He took over First Tuskegee Bank. He bought okay. it. Um, he has since passed away. But when he found out I wanted to go to law school, he kept recommending Cumberland. And I'm like, I'm not coming to Alabama. Not a chance. I mean, I thought, I just, I had not been to Alabama. I thought all the worst things. Yeah. And so finally I came and visited and fell in love with it. And that's what brought me to Cumberland. He was my only family in Alabama. I came, I visited, I stayed. I never even thought I would practice here. I thought maybe I would go to law school here and go back. Loved it. Wow. Loved it. Yeah. So... I have a question that I ask people, and it's even more interesting when they're not from here. Mm -hmm. 
What makes you so Birmingham? Ooh, I'm proud of the people in Birmingham and the spirit of Birmingham. Mm. Birmingham, I never imagined that Alabama would feel like home, but Birmingham feels like home to me. So I have children here. I'm raising children here. Um, and I think, I think that's it. It feels like home to me. Yeah. So then I feel like I'm a representative of it and I try to do it proud. Yeah. Um, if you could go back in time, you've made wonderful decisions, but Thank if you. you could go back in time, what age would you go to? And what piece of advice would you give Jennifer? Ooh. Now I tell people, I've said one of them all the time on on here, which is I would have gone to, um, I would have gone to Morehouse right after college Mm -hmm. instead of going to the University of Alabama. Um, Of course, you know, I wouldn't have my friends and whatnot, but I'm just saying, you know, in my mind, you know, maybe I... Things would have been crazier then. The other one, I would have stayed with my high school sweetheart. I love you, Kenya. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what Plug. else you got? <laughs> Plug. You know, if anything, I probably would have gone back to, not really because I want to relive any certain period, but I probably would have gone back to teenage years <clears throat> and early 20s and paid more attention to my grandparents. Ooh, that's a good one. Had more conversations and really had more conversations about, because I paid attention to them. Sure. But I would have had more conversations about what life was like for them when they were younger. I felt their wisdom that they were imparting on me as a young person, but I'd love to know like where it came from and where their perspective came from. And I don't think I paid enough attention to that. I wish I had. That's a really good one. That's a really good one. Um, Hold on. Here's one. Ooh, stumper. It's not a stumper at all. It's just um, sometimes I don't get a chance to ask ask these questions. What's your political philosophy? Generally, I'm I'm super generic on this one. Like, do the right thing. Like, uh, I mean, I. Th- I, I wish people were just a little more thoughtful and a little more compassionate. I don't think that I do think that people are really far apart when it comes to theories now, just because politics have been so divisive for so many years. But yeah. at their core, people are really not that different when they have true conversations and like put down the walls. Yeah. So I wish policy just followed people's best interest. And I wish that people did not front like taking care of those in need was a bad thing. You know what I mean? Like, so um, from a conservative perspective, often it's like, you know, we don't need big government. We don't, you know, taxpayer dollars are doing X, Y, and Z. But, yeah, that's me. Right. And, <laughs> but but at your core, at your core, if I come to you and I need something, you're going to give it to me. Yeah. And that compassion to me is a common thread. So, But see, the thing about it is, though, I believe that I should. I don't. I don't believe the government should. Well, I think you that's see what fair. I'm saying. Like I, I, I believe in big philanthropy. I believe in big love. I believe that we should be 
the organizations and the 501c3s, et cetera, et cetera. And, our, and government should um, give us nice roads. You know what I mean? Like, and, and healthcare and, and, and big stuff. But like, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't believe in government being everything for everybody. I don't think government should be everything for everybody either. I think that people end up in different camps because that's the message that they feel like they're supposed to project when they're in a certain camp, right? I think that if we break down the walls and have true conversations, people are more aligned than they realize they are. And they'd be more aligned in where they think that provision should be allowed and where it shouldn't lie. And I think that that goes for people who have resources to provide and also for those who are in need. It's just bridging that gap. I mean, this is all, you know, talking in loose terms, Mm -hmm. but I think that bridging that gap is what's, you know, keeping it all apart. Like, I don't, I don't think the government should come in and run everything, not by, not by any stretch, Mm -hmm. but you know, when you start talking politics, people end up trying to align themselves with what they think that's supposed to mean Sure, that they don't talk about where their heart really is and realize that there's so much more common ground yeah, we were um, before you got here. The reason I even went down this road is um, Patricia Todd was here, and you know there was a time where I was that kind of Democrat. You know what I mean? Like uh, people are just ugh, and you know we need good government. We need good people and we and if we just get the right folks and and then I was like you know what the system is the system it's made to be that way so I just rather have less government over you know overall now um you know like you said the problems break down where I'll just say it this way instead of getting into a well, money should go here and money shouldn't go there, and da da da. See, I'm down for stripping it all mm-hmm. at, to the bare minimum of. We need roads, and 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 post offices <laughs> and, and police officers and fire. Mm-hmm. You know, and and you know, if if we want um, Vulcan, then we need to dollar up for Vulcan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it doesn't need to come out the city coffers or whatever. So, you know, I'm I'm picking on little stuff, you know, but yeah, I was just I mean, I don't know that I I don't know that I wholly disagree. Yeah. The thing is, honestly, I distanced myself so much from politics years ago. I don't even keep up with where the little issues lie. I just find yeah. that so much progress is made when people have real conversations and where, you know, where people will make assumptions about where one person is or where one person is, and you start having a conversation about an issue, and as it turns out, there really isn't that big a gap. No. And, you know, and and when you have to put yourself in a category, then you end up taking, not you specifically, mm-hmm. but people end up taking up causes that don't really support where their heart is. Like, what, like what is the issue and what's the solution? Mm-hmm. You know, I want to boil down the... The true nitty gritty. Get out the camps. Forget the supporters. Who's funding what? I'm over politics. Tell me what the problem is, and let's talk about how we solve that. Which obviously is not really how politics work. Not Otherwise, at all. Otherwise, we wouldn't be I'm here. I'm sitting here like that's not how no, politics works. It's not. It's not at all. So that's why when you're like, "What's your political philosophy?" I'm like, "I have none. I have none. I'm so frustrated about politics. I have none. I like solutions. I don't mind problem identification." 
I want solutions and I like efficiency. I don't like waste. I don't like fluff. I want you to cut to the chase. I want you to tell me why something can be, should be, and why it shouldn't be or won't be. And that's it. Let's figure that out. I don't want all the rest. I don't care about your allegiances or your alliances. Tell me, give me the support for it and let's talk about that. Solve some problems. But all this talking around issues and we have the same issues brewing for 10 and 20 years across different presidents, like, ugh, no, I, I just can't. I, I don't have enough brain space for it. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is why I think Jennifer should consider running for office. <laughs> the lies. <laughs> they would be so done with me. Hi, I am Tanita Kane, and I'm running for the district court criminal judge place six in Jefferson County, Birmingham. For 23 years, I have fought for my client's fairness. It is time for me to take that passion and fairness to the bench. I want to be your judge, the judge for the people, because I care deeply about you. I kindly ask that you vote for Tanita Kane for judge on March 5th, 2024 for Place 6 Jefferson County District Court. Kane is able. Kane can. What's your favorite charity? Favorite. Such a strong word. Such a strong pick word. One. Pick, pick one you're fond of. If I pick one that I'm fond of, the one that comes to mind first is the Dance Foundation, which a lot of people don't think of as a charity. Tell us about it. Dance Foundation is actually housed in Homewood. Okay. Um, it's a dance studio, which you would think of as a typical, you know, you take your kid for tap or ballet. or So they have traditional studio classes for adults and kids. Um, but they also have a community school outreach program where they go into Birmingham City Schools and schools across the state. Um, they do language programs and um, and work through the arts with, with kids through dance. Um, and I absolutely love it because it's this kind of a little engine that could um, and does so much, has such a broad reach through the arts. I think that the arts are so important in schools and particularly right now where kids are coming back out of COVID and young kids don't know how to interact and teaching that. Um, and then you have children with language barriers who are learning through things that are that are a common language like dance and music, math through language, I mean, math through dance and music. Ah, oh, I love it. In the city schools, not just, you know, in an affluent community. I love what they do. I'm partial. Um, Never heard of it. Yes. Well, if you don't answer one of these questions, you're going to make a donation to the charity. <laughs> I but can handle that. But they're easy. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Regents Park or Rickwood Field? Oh, I have fond memories of both. Mm -hmm. Oh, Regents. All right. Botanical Gardens or Railroad Park? Railroad Park. Protective Stadium or Legacy Arena? Mm, legacy. Biggie or Tupac? Oh, fondness or lyrics? <laughs> I had a question back, Biggie. Crossplex or Legion Field? Crossplex. Michael Jackson. Or Prince? Prince. Birmingham Zoo or McWayne Science Center? McWayne. 
Barons or squadron? Squadron. Alabama or Auburn? Go Heels. Donation. Oh, <laughs> I'll do it. <laughs> Bear, oh, Legion or Stallions? Stallions. Alabama State or A&M? State. iPhone or Android? iPhone. I see some eye rolling. Don't come at me with oh, the green box. No, oh, no, no. Like, We're oh. down for the iPhones, like, right? <laughs> Please don't come at me with the green box. Um, what's your favorite NBA team? Oh, I don't even have one right now. The the this or that's are over. So <laughs> you know, you can you can be like mm. your NFL team. Eagles. What's your zodiac sign? Leo. What does that mean? I don't know about it, them. I just, it means all the things. It means all, you, all the all things. All you other zodiac signs that thought you were something. <laughs> yeah, what? Leo means all, all the, the things. things. Okay. 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 Um, what's your favorite color? Gray. Gray? Mm-hmm. Gray or army green. Army I know. green? Isn't that bizarre? But I'm going to jazz it up, baby. I'm going to jazz it up. I do. I really like gray. That Isn't is that like a girl, so like gray. Like that is just so weird. I like gray. I like a like a gray v a soft gray v neck t a soft spun a soft gray v neck t shirt and some jeans and a and some pumps, a little jewelry, some hoops. Yeah. yeah, I'm I'm yeah, I'm here for it. Okay. I like gray and I like army green. Okay. If you say so. Right. If you could have a superpower, what would it be? I would be able to pause the rest of the world and I'd catch up. <laughs> your your power is too serious. <laughs> Most people want to fly, be invisible. No, I want to I I want to stop the world so I can catch up. Well, I'm tired. For I got starters, I'm a Leo, so I'm never gonna want to be invisible. <laughs> okay, There's that. Okay. okay and okay. fly already that. No. No, you didn't. Seriously. No. I mean, not even just like catch up on sleep. Just do all the things. Look, I'm a mom of two busy children. I have a busy practice. I, I don't get to catch up with my friend. I need to get some things out of the way so that I can live a little more. Yeah, I would do it. I'm boring. Describe. Describe. Um. A perfect date. Ooh. First first date. A perfect that's first different. date. Yeah. It is. I mean, for starters, it would be planned more than a day in advance. <laughs> so how about a little notice? All right. All right. <laughs> By phone and not text or okay. even in person. Okay. Yeah. Other than that, I don't know. It'd probably be really free. Like... At a park or watching a sunset or I just caught a sunset at Vestavia Hills Baptist. Really? Yeah, which is random. I was like looking for the best places in Birmingham to catch a sunset. Yeah. And it's beautiful up there. Really? I'm sure you can't just be trespassing on church property. And so I'm not advocating that. But, I'm, <laughs> but I mean, you know, like, yeah, yeah no, I mean, I, it would be just where I can get some real human connection and get to know somebody. Yeah. I like conversation. It doesn't have to be. 
I mean, going out to eat and all that, I mean, that's all cool. But either that or doing something super, I say super active. I'm not trying to hike. Mm-hmm. Um, I will, but not on a first date. But mm-hmm. it could be something like ice skating or something. But something, I think a first date, I would love to just sit down and know whether I want to go on a second one. And I'm going to know that on the first date. Good point. Now, um, what's your favorite restaurant? In Birmingham? Yeah. Or or you can either tell me your favorite restaurant and your meal there, or you can tell me your favorite meal to prepare yourself. If you're a cook, I don't know. I do love to cook. You throw and I down. run out of time to do it these days. I'm I've been a slacker in the kitchen. Um, Birmingham has so many good restaurants. Yeah. What is my favorite? I love nearly anything at Satterfields. Okay. I love the oysters at Food Bar. I'll tell you what I love. Have you ever heard of Food Bar? Mm-hmm. Food Bar is in Cahaba Heights. It's like in a strip mall. You would miss it if you blink. But the food is phenomenal. Okay. The crowd's a little older, but the food is really good. Yeah. And they have um, this lacquered pork roast with like house made kimchi and lettuce wraps, you gotta just trust me. You on gotta this. text me so that. Go- I will text me that that place. Like yeah, I I'll literally call. Like, do y'all have the lacquered? I'm sure they know who I am at this point. Do y'all have the lacquered pork on the menu tonight? Okay, yeah. I'm on the way. Um, okay. I love, I love Firebird's Chili Rub Delmonico. Okay. Um. Like I like different things from different places. Yeah, yeah. I like. Boca. But you've gotten into the food scene here. Yeah. Oh, it's one of my favorite things about Birmingham. Yeah, yeah. It is really one of my favorite things. Funny about enough, like I as many I go to the same places over and over, and I order order the same things over and over. But what's your place? Like, Put me I'm outside. pretty. I'm pretty. Like okay. Um. I love going to Yo Chef. Uh huh. I'll eat anything on the menu. <laughs> I love going to Ruth's. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, let's see. I eat tzatziki's like most people eat McDonald's fries. Like I go tzatziki's. over and over, over. Yeah, like I'm that person. Like I eat that same stuff over over. And so when somebody tells me this restaurant. I'm like, okay, I know to go do that. So my last one, um, and I think I like Helen. Oh, I, how did I miss that? Yeah. They, I love they, Helen. Yeah, my friend um, Patrick Denny took me there, and I would. Those biscuits. Those angel biscuits. Oh, my God. Baby, let me tell you. <laughs> oh, my God. The first time I went. Now, you, I mean, you don't have to do a whole lot of arm twisting to get me to eat a biscuit, right? Yeah, so, the first time yeah. I go, you're like, do you want these angel biscuits? You know, have you ever had them? I'm like, no, but you said biscuits. So, yeah, bring them. So, yeah. they bring them. I eat them. I'm like, so we're going to need more of those. Yeah. Right? So, baby. Now, I don't eat a meal without dessert. In place of dessert, I got angel biscuits to go. So, round three and Ate them in the car, honey. They did not even make it home. I love those angel biscuits. I don't know how I missed Helen. Helen guess, is a big favorite. Guess what? What? My you got me some bi- angel biscuits under the table. I wish. <laughs> My mama biscuits better than that. Stop. Swear to God. Tell me where I need to be Sunday. <laughs> I promise I'm going to have. I'm going to Tell me we, where I need to be. 
let me think. I got to remember, but the next time we do br brunch at my mom's, I'm, you and the girls are coming. Oh, my gosh. Beyond Thank the shadow so of a doubt. Now, before I let you get out of here. Yeah. I want to, I think I've told you this, but I want to say it out loud. Mayor Whitfin. Mayor Whitfin's favorite board is the airport board. He didn't tell me that. Ask him. Swear to God. <laughs> <laughs> it, is his it is his favorite board. Aww. And the reason it is favorite board is he's like, they professional. They get it done. Ain't no drama. I mean, like, he rants and raves like he wishes every board could be like the airport board. Now, he'd never say that, but, you know, like, <laughs> I'm putting his business out there. Oh, my gosh. Tell us what's going on with the airport authority that, you know, uh, I, I know I'd love you to talk about the cargo and how that impacts the city, you know, and, and how important that is to bring that business here. And, you know, anything else you want to share? You know, Birmingham is a special, well-kept secret that in some ways should not be as well-kept as it is, right? And I feel like the airport is one kind of vessel of putting Birmingham on blast in the best way. Mm. Um, and I feel like Birmingham's or BHM CEO came in with that in mind. Yeah. Um, the board does a phenomenal job of working well together Um looking at innovation along with the CEO and making things happen. We work really well together. I love that board. So cargo, yes, is big because it's one, um, I guess, one example of how Birmingham as an airport is doing big things in this in this smaller airport. I, lo I don't know how often y'all fly in and out of Birmingham. I love flying in and out of Birmingham. You go, you park, you're in, you're, I mean, I'm clear in pre-check because, you know, I'm late. <laughs> but, you know, you're in and, and the traveling experience is fantastic. And so here you have this this smaller airport. It's not as big as Atlanta or anything like that, but you still, you're still an international airport and you still have access to flights. Doing something like having the cargo wing and, and having more direct flights coming in and having airlines, you know, wanting to be here and renegotiating their contracts to be here in a positive way for Birmingham. So the cargo um, is just one example of how Birmingham's airport is acting bigger than it looks. That's awesome. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah. And absolutely. there are more there are more good things coming yeah. out of that airport board. So I think that y'all will continue to to be proud of it. Outstanding. And when I worked for, I think I was with Continental at the time, but did you know, I know you know, but I have to be a geek right now. You have to be specially rated to fly into Birmingham because it sits in a bowl and everybody can't fly and drop down like that and land. Yeah. So you have to have the 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 air, um, blah, 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 the pilot's told me that we were flying towards Birmingham and they were like, we got some trivia for you. And so that's how I learned that. Yeah, I didn't know like, that. You just taught me that. But I, <laughs> I mean, I realized flying in that Birmingham is in a bowl, so it yes, does make sense. Yes, they, you can't, just any old pilot can't fly here. That's You awesome. have to be specially rated to fly into Birmingham. See, we're so special. We're so special. So special. So special. Now, um, 
what do we need to know before I let her go, Eric? <laughs> I feel like I'm forgetting one. <laughs> Where can people find you on social media? Ah, yes. Oh. Where can people? She. She has good social media. My social media. I was going to say, my social media is boring. It's nothing no, but it's, my kids. It's fun. You put jokes up and nice stuff sometimes. So how can people find you on social media? On Instagram, I'm legendary one. So it's L-E-J-E-N-N-D-A-R-Y and the number one. Um, and on Facebook, I'm Jennifer Degby. Right. I think I think I, I just wanted to be sure you put your Instagram out no, there. I, I, I love it. your Instagram. Well, um, it took forever to get you here. <laughs> Not by choice. I tried to get her on, y'all. And I tried like, to nope, come, mm-mm. and he was like, mm-mm, "I can't do it today. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to look at next one for you." And I'd be like, "I have a, come on, let me." Don't in. even try it. Don't <laughs> even try it. But um, but I'm gonna get you back quick. Okay. Because I want to know what's going on. Okay. Wanna, yeah. See, she she already told us it's some surprises coming from the airport. So. Once the surprises drop, I'm gonna get you back on on the R360 news side. Okay. So we can talk about what's going on at the airport. I'd be happy to come back. I love you. I love you too. I wanna thank you for coming. Thank you for having me. Seriously. And I wanna thank you all for listening. As always, a huge shout out to Creed sixty three. R360 News and UrbanHam.com. And my favorite executive producer in the whole wide world, Eric Flowers. God bless. Hello, I am Dr. Brandy Bowling, your triple board certified pediatrician, adult psychiatrist, and child and adolescent psychiatrist. I am also an ADHD expert, a mommy friend, a school liaison author of the best-selling book, Shine, Understanding ADHD So Your Child Can Be a Star, and host of the Facebook live stream, Focus On It Friday. You can find me at Dr. Brandy B, that's D-R-B-R-A-N-D-I-B, on all social media platforms. Or you can call my office, which is 205 948 71 It is my goal that all children and adults will be successful and that they will shine in the classroom and in life.